Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Asik, and welcome to our Super Bowl special NFL Blitz with the one and only from Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg area, Steve Carney. By the way, Steve, I don't know if you know, Tampa's not in the Super Bowl, all right? Yeah, I, I did notice that, but you know what I also noticed? Buffalo's not in the Super Bowl either. They are. They are. I'm wearing blue. And I'm wearing red. Well, but you're not wearing the what? What's that orange color, pewter or whatever from Tampa or what? Uh, pewter is gray. Pewter. Uh, what, what? The orange uh, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those yeah, the cool creamsicles. Little, the creamsicles. Yeah, the creamsicles. The creamsicles. Yeah, that's it. All right. No creamsicles today. The, and we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Kansas City Chiefs in Vegas on Sunday, February 11th. All right. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you, these two teams met four years ago, Super Bowl 54. Yep. And yep. San Fran was up 20, and then uh, Kansas City blew the doors off. They won 31-20. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, do you suspect the same thing to happen, or do you are you calling the 49ers to, to win? It's a good question, Joe. Uh, you look at what uh, – 49ers team looked like four years ago and how much different it is now than than it was then. I mean, there was no Brock Purdy. There was no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there was no Brandon Ayuk. Uh, there was, you know, most of, most of the offensive weapons that San Francisco had in that game four years ago have changed. And they have gotten, I think, much better. Uh, you know, Kittle, I still think, is one of the, one of the top three or four uh, tight ends in the league, but they've got a much better running back. They've got a much better uh, wide receiver core. And while, while people, well, there are some people that will say, well, Brock Purdy's just a game manager. It's not like game managers haven't won Super Bowls in the past. You know, you can go all, you can go back to Trent Dilfer with the Ravens. You can go back to Brad Johnson. The first time the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, those guys were game managers and they, winning Super Bowls, and I think Brock opportunity here uh, on Sunday to do just the same. He's got a much tougher road than he has had in any of the games that he's dealt with so far here in this postseason. You know, Patrick Mahomes is a hell of a lot better quarterback than Jordan Love. He's a hell of a lot better quarterback than Jared Goff. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey is a much better tight end than uh, the 49ers defense has seen on their way to the playoffs. And that's not, you know, taking anything away from Sam Laporta, who uh, I think is one of the best young tight ends in the league and Debo Samuel and Brent. And, uh, and, you know, the, the one thing is that um, Rashi Rice and, and the wide receiver core is going to be, I think worse. I, you know, you don't have uh, an Amon Ross St. Brown. You don't have uh you know, a uh, uh, a Romeo Dobbs or a uh, or a Christian Watson or a or a Jalen Reed, uh, like like Green Bay had. You know, I'm I'm curious to see how the wide receiver core uh, can attack the the 49ers defense. I think it's going to be very difficult for them. I think it's going to allow them to be able to funnel things to the middle uh, with Pacheco and, and focus on the middle, focus on Pacheco. Focus on Travis Kelsey, and if you can keep Mahomes inside the pocket, I think the 49ers have a really good shot. 
you forgot to mention Jeff Hostetler, of course, beating some team in in the big sombrero there. But we won't talk. Yeah, about I, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to mention Jeff Hostetler mostly because uh, that happened here in Tampa, and, and I I didn't want to bring that up. All right, so let me ask you a question here, Brock Purdy. Okay, uh, a lot of people saying, oh, but it's Brock Purdy, but. When you're down, what were they down? 17 points to Detroit at halftime and everything. And an NFC championship game, at least you got to show that you're actually a quarterback. So people are saying, oh, he's Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant. He's in Super Bowl. He, and, and last year, honestly, if he didn't get injured, maybe San Fran would have made the Super Bowl also, right? So is this... Let's say Patrick Mahomes winning three out of four, great story and all that, Travis Kelsey and everything like that. But what's a bigger story, Brock Purdy winning or or, or Patrick Mahomes winning three out of four or or the, uh, this Mr. Irrelevant winning a Super Bowl ring and getting cha-ching, 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 $250 million or whatever because they, eventually they got to pay up this guy. Yeah, you know, I, I – try not to uh make comparisons to the greatest quarterback uh, of all time and we all know who that is the right reverend governor general thomas edward patrick brady jr hold on hold on i got issues owner the buffalo Bills. i got i got issues with that and and i i actually agree but i'm biased because he's beat buffalo and all that but well he owns buffalo but 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 before when you see how far away is joe montana now that Tom Brady has passed him, or in your eyes, is it still Tom Brady or some people? Because San Fran is still in the Super Bowl, and if we ask the guy who who I interviewed before, a good friend of yours, Randy Cross, he will always say Joe Montana, and I'm kind of biased because I like his first name. Well, I, I know you're kind of biased because you like his first name. Randy Cross is obviously biased because he played with him. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, you know, Tom Brady has multiple Super Bowl ring. He's got Super Bowl rings with two different teams. He played until he was 45. He has put all of the all of the records out there, uh, whether it's completions, attempts, passing yards, passing touchdowns, uh, you know, nine Super Bowls and six wins, including with two different teams, including after uh, the Patriots decided were going to move on when Kraft decided he was going to listen to Bill Belichick instead of Tom Brady and say, you know what, we're going to move on. And Brady goes, that's fine. I'm just going to go to Tampa Bay and I'm and I'm going to win Super Bowl. I'm wearing my Tampa Bay shirt, by the way. Um, uh, just just for that uh, fact. You mentioned six out of nine. If they didn't play the Giants, those two guys, the guy would have won eight out of nine. Yeah. It's- it's it's very true. I mean, Eli Manning had his number, uh, yeah. and there there are always going to be teams that ha- that have your number. Uh, but you know, you have to say that Tom Brady, by the length of his career, I mean, he played almost twice as long as Montana did. It, yeah. it just seems it's amazing. He played you know twenty five seasons. Joe played, uh, I want to say, uh, fifteen or sixteen seasons. No, I, but, I believe it's thirteen. Oh, that's right, because he missed a full year because yeah. of injury. But and then he went to Kansas but, City. And then he went to Kansas City. But you know, Joe Joe Montana didn't win a didn't win a title in Kansas City. You know, won one in Denver. Tom Brady won one in uh, in Tampa Bay. But 
I, I, I have to, you know, Drew Brees never won one with the Chargers. So I, I look at, you know, the these guys that have gone on to have second acts. And you have to say that Brady had perhaps the best of all of the second acts because of the amount of uh, success he had. You know, he had two division titles in the year. He didn't win the division in Tampa Bay was the year that they actually won the Super Bowl. So I, I, I still think that, you know, getting back to the the question at hand, I try not to compare anybody to Tom Brady. But if you look, Purdy, out of a Big Ten school, picked very late in the draft, just like Tom Brady, in fact, even later than Tom Brady, replaced a guy who was taken very high in the draft. You know, Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe, who was a 1-1. Uh, Brock Purdy replaces Trey Lance, who is a one-two. So I, 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 I think the comparisons are there. You know, just from the background, I'm not talking about you know the performances uh, on the field. That's still yet to be determined. Right now, the the way that the league is looking, obviously, if if the league had its way. You would be they would be handing the the Vince Lombardi trophy after the game to Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I that's what I I mean. This could not have worked out better for the National Football League. It could not. Yeah, I mean, you look it's like and, scripted and I or something. It's like you script something here. Come on. It's not. It's not scripted. But but you know when things work out the way you want them to, you got to you can be happy. Uh, if you're the National Football League, look, there is, a, you know, say whatever you want about Taylor Swift. I've met Taylor personally. I find that she's she's just one of the most lovely people I've ever met. She has put more new eyeballs on the National Football League than anyone since Joe Namath. That that's that's the truth. I mean, how many women watch the National Football League? How many girls watch Girl, the National Football women, League like now? Be, well, women. Women, women watch them too because yeah. they're the girls' mothers and they're watching as well. You know, they're they're all watching the National Football League. They're they've tapped into this whole new demographic of people that they can now sell things to, and that that's fantastic for the National Football League. You're going to see every single uh, team's net worth go shoot through the roof because of Taylor Swift, and they all should go over and and go into that box and shake her hand and say, thank you for making our league a more diverse and a more inclusive place for people. Are you going to shake it off? Never mind. All right. I would love to shake it off. <laughs> so let, let's get to, uh, to the game here. Okay. Kansas city this year, you know, hasn't been the Kansas city of years past uh, the receive core receiving core till rice came alive. The last couple games, they didn't have a receiving core. Their defense has been saving them, all right? The, yes. It was on uh, Christmas Day. They lost to the Raiders in KC, and then they haven't lost yeah. again, right? So KC has been making here, okay? But let's talk a little bit about San Fran, okay? And their coach, great coach. I believe he's like only 43, 44 years old. But if they yeah. lose, okay, they lose NFC Championship games. They lose two Super Bowls uh, out of the last four. Do they think even about replacing him? No, I don't think so. Uh, John Lynch um, has so much 
confidence in Kyle Shanahan and they they just gave John Lynch a new deal. So the 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 owners just gave John Lynch a new deal. Uh, I don't think that uh that Kyle Shanahan is going anywhere even if he gets blown out in this game. He's not. He's not going to get blown out in this game. But I think even if he was, there there's no way that Kyle Shanahan is going everywhere. They've got all they've got everything and he and his scheming and his offensive uh, mind is the big reason why they're even in these games. You know, talent talent aside, you have to have the right, you have to put the guys in the right place in order for things to work. This is the National Football League, for crying out loud, Joe. Yep. You you know, there are, there is no room for error. And if you make an error, it's usually going back the other way for six. I, I really do think that, you know, Kyle Shanahan, one of the three you know, great young quarterback, uh, young head coaches, you know, even though he's, you know, a very experienced head coach now and has gone to, as you've said, two super, this is his second time in the big game. So I, I really do think that uh, he's not, he's definitely not going anywhere, even if they do lose. All right. So let's get to uh, your prediction on the game. Give me uh, the score, give me the MVP. And, um, you know, is it San Fran? Or is it Kansas City yet again? You know, I, I have said that, you know, the NFL could not have been happier with the way that the uh, that the playoffs have gone. They've gotten to show Taylor Swift thousands of times, it seems like. And, and every time every time I see Taylor Swift on the television, I smile. And she's always smiling. <clears throat> well, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're, your man's having your man's having a huge, huge games on the field. I, I don't have a man. You're able to. Yes, his name is his name his name, his name is Terry uh, his name is Terry Pagula. Uh but anyway, uh I I just look at Thank it. God you, you didn't know, see Tannenbaum. No, I did not say Tannenbaum. I know better than to say that. Uh it's better it's better than that. It's better than uh uh what's his face who was the uh uh Kyle Dubas. Yeah. Uh he's not Pittsburgh, you know, maybe Kyle Dubas could make a mistake and trade number 87 or 71 to for like a bag of pucks. Like, oh, I love the Maple Leaf puck or whatever. Like, okay, that, that, I digress. Let's He's not, not Steve Eisman. Steve Eisman, Julie Breezewire, like the, Je- the Jedi mind tricks of the uh And, and, and for that matter, League. what has Brad Living done in Toronto? Buckets like... Dubis, but Dubis tried and tried and made mistakes after mistake. This guy sits back and like, what's he gonna do? Something, do something. And never mind. Go ahead. Super. Hey, Bowl. you get you get MVPs of the All Star game, but but uh, that's yeah, that's what, beside what did the your point. buddy say? Uh, yeah. uh, Pasternak, and not your buddy, but at least it's good they needed to win something. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You need to raise. You need to raise some and, sort and, of trophy. And talk about the NHL. They said the you know the all these games. Uh, Connor McDavid, best player, winning. You know that uh, on the, on the Friday night, and then at home in Toronto, MVP of the All Star Games, Austin Matthews. By the way, another guy who should have been MVP was his line mate, Keller from Arizona. I say that because. Keep in mind in a couple years. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Let's go to the NFL. Go ahead. Prediction. Prediction time. Um, uh, I've said that the uh, the NFL has loved the way that uh, things have gone so far. They're unfortunately not going to be handing 
the Vince Lombardi trophy to Taylor Swift. Uh, I am predicting uh, Chiefs 27, or I'm sorry, 49ers 27, Chiefs 24. Uh, and the MVP uh, ends up being uh, Debo Samuel. You know what? I'm gonna say he has a he has a touchdown on the ground. He has a he has a he he runs a long touchdown uh, on the ground. He has a he has a long touchdown through the air. Um, in that in and so I think they can go between him and Samuel at that point. But I think all right, him and Brock Purdy. But I think that it's gonna be Samuel. Do you know what Taylor Swift's favorite number is? Uh, it's 89. That's her year. 1989. Yeah, that was her year that she was born, but her favorite number is 13. 13 is the quarterback in the opposition, because she likes Kansas City, quarterback number for that uh, Brock Purdy. 13 is going to lead the uh, Super Bowl parade there and go from Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Millionaire, if you will. Brock Purdy wins it. Yes, Brock Purdy wins it 21-13. Get it? 13. All right. So, uh, and I, I'm telling you, if it's going to be Sam Fran, yeah, Debo is great and McCaffrey's great or whatever, but traditionally in the Super Bowl, they always give it to the quarterbacks. And what Except a score. Yeah, well, if 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 the receiver Devo catches twelve balls for two hundred yards, okay. But what a story, Mister Element, to Super Bowl champion. To I can't picture this. Where are you going next? I'm going to Disney World. Going oh. to Taylor. Yeah, and and Taylor Swift is coming with me. Left Travis Kelsey, and that's it. Never mind. But and and it will be a great great story because we talked about this already. Saffron getting there, losing, going to, you know, NFC championship games, losing, uh, getting injured and all that. They they got up the mountain, and now this Sunday in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless you, you got tickets for the game. It's like $1,500 for the nosebleed, all right? Now, Steve, the most important question that I'm going to ask you, and all the ladies want to know, are you going to be watching the halftime? Um. Probably. What do you mean, probably? Where, where, where are you going to go for a half an hour there? Come on. Well, normally what ends up happening is that um, if I have to work that night, which I do, um, I will leave wherever I am at halftime and listen to the because uh, uh, normally what ends up happening is, is I will go to a family member's house and, and watch the game there. Um, I, I either will leave um, before the halftime show or after the halftime show, depending on how far I have to drive, because I got to get back and I got to start writing and, and I have uh, sports casts to uh, produce uh, after uh, after the Super Bowl. So I've got to get those done. And, and where's that sports? Where can you listen to that sports? Cast? Uh, that would be wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, just search for the Associated Press. And look for the latest in sport. Uh, it is a five minute, five, you know, because some people like like to count to five. Uh, <laughs> shout out five to Biggie. Uh, some some people like five count. Uh, but but uh, it is a five minute sports cast complete with highlights and and uh, 
sound bites and, and wonderfulness. It's good stuff. You should definitely listen. So, to I, again, it's the Associated Press, not to be the confused Associated. with Associated Press. All right. Now, it, the, yeah, I, yeah, I, I look when I when I look at the 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 tax form that uh, that I that I get from them. Uh, let's see if I can do this without uh, without. Uh, let's see here, we'll do that just so I can cover all the. See, it says the Associated Press. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get the producer to do his job here. Go show yeah, it do, again, do, producer. Let me get. Let me make sure. Let me make sure all of the uh, <laughs> all the identifying uh, uh, information is covered. Let's see, it says the Associated Press. All right, it's covered. Yeah. All right. So st- final Last question. Last thing I need is someone get my social out there. Final question. I still didn't get. My, we're three days from my birthday. My fifty. Don't I look good for fifty now, Steve? Come on, you know me. I reached forty-eight of the years. All right. But fiftieth birthday, I still not a not a looking not a day over sixty one. Oh, so I'll take that. I'll take that. I William Deal styled in a profile limousine. Woo! Never mind. Now, Steve, the biggest question here, and now I'm going to throw my sock and my shoes and all that. All right, Super Bowl fifty nine. Right, I believe New Orleans, February 9th to fifty nine. Yeah. Super Bowl 59, I believe in New Orleans, on February 9th, a day after my 51st birthday, who plays in it? Um my <laughs> guess and and I'm and I'm going to you, you know what? I'm going to go I'm going to go way out on a limb here. I'm going to go way out I on a limb. Gonna say, I know what you're going to say. Do you? Are you are you sure you know? Because yes, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna laugh when when you when you hear what I'm gonna say. Because it's you're not what say, you think I'm gonna say. You're gonna say the Chargers, the Chargers. Okay, you're gonna say the Chargers against the Ravens. Uh you can't do that because the Chargers and the Ravens oh, that's are right, both that's in the right. AFC. Uh, the the char- okay, the Chargers and the Eagles. You are absolutely correct. I was gonna say the Chargers and the Eagles. Yeah, I know you already, but That's but very funny. but again, you're when you said the charges, you see me smile. I was like, "Yep, I know." And then Herbert, I, thought, I thought Harbaugh, Justin, Harbaugh, right? So Harbaugh yeah. and Jim and, and and Justin Herbert, uh, and the the return of Jalen Hurts and, and that whole uh, offensive juggernaut, uh, even without Jason Kelsey, we'll see what happens. So uh, number one. I'll give you my prediction in a second, but number one, it just was announced uh, last night that uh, obviously the season opening game will be at the Super Bowl champions uh, home. But on that Friday, because the opening game is Thursday on that Friday, they're going to Philadelphia is going to host the game in Brazil. So we're going to have Thursday and Friday. Yeah, and and a lot of players are going to do the samba and, and go to uh you know Rio de Janeiro and all that like that. So <laughs> I guarantee a, you, I guarantee there, there is a there's a Disney movie that came out in the '40s called The Three Caballeros, where they where they do uh, a, a a piece that's called Come to Bahia, and it's 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 a Brazil it's Brazilian and it's the samba and it's just beautiful. Go go watch that. That's fantastic. And I, I guarantee you, whatever the spread, Philadelphia is probably going to be there 
on August 5th for a month uh, because it's going to be – and the team, whoever's going to be, maybe Carolina or whatever, is going to show up there two days before, and that spread is 10 points. They'll win by 40. All right? That, that's number one. Number two, for people who don't know, and this is going to – I successfully predicted the Super Bowls the last 58 years, except four times, except four times. Which is so, great because – uh, you've predicted all of the all the Super Bowls uh, correctly, you know. Even though you know nine of them happened before you were born. Yeah, but but you know, like uh, thoughts, great mind. You're you in know, the womb. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, in the AFC, is there any doubt we're going to be circling the wagons in Bourbon Street with Coach Bill Belichick and the Buff Bill Belichick? BB Buffalo Bills BB Buffalo Bills against no the San Francisco 49ers All right there boomer All right yes uh thank you very very much All right so Steve tell everybody what what's uh, you said 27 24 I say 21 Yeah I say 21 13 uh, we both predict San Fran that means Kansas City is going to win but uh, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. And do you think the Super Bowl, it's 58, top 10, will be top 10 Super Bowls all, of all time? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, could it be? Yeah, it sure could. Um, you know, will it be 25? You know, will it be, um, the was it, 36? Six, uh, which was the the first uh, uh, first Patriots one is yeah. will it be better than Rams Titans? Uh, you know, getting stopped at the one yard line. Yeah. I mean, there there's it, it certainly could. Uh, there's there's no doubt that it could. Will it? I don't think it will. Um, I think I think it I think it'll be a good one, but you know it'll be in the top. 40 percent i i think when when we if if we were to go through and rank them all i think i think that this game is over we're gonna go this is probably like 16 or 17 but it could be it could be a top five well the 27 24 could be good also i see yeah. 21 13 but 27 24 could be a good game there all right steve tell everybody how they could get a hold of you on yeah, this on, super uh, bowl edition yep on on the uh on the social media formerly known as twitter and on instagram I am here at Steve Carney. Yeah. Where's shout out to New Jack. Um, and then also uh, stp9.com and uh, where we talk all things Tampa Bay Rays. And then with uh, the Under the Orange Roof podcast this week's episode with uh, Rays radio broadcaster Neil Solon. Hi, everybody. I'm Neil Solon. Uh, he, uh, he and I go, uh, go over the new faces and uh, why Blake Snell, you know, what, you know, the surprise of Blake Snell not being uh, signed yet. And uh, also he's got a new uh, podcast. We get into that as well. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek and welcome to the fired up network. Welcome to our super bowl, special super bowl coverage here on the fired up network with the one and only Gerald Bentley from Kansas city. And I know he's not going to be biased. He will not pick the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 this week against 
the San Francisco 49ers. But, Gerald, let me ask you, you're from Kansas City. Uh, obviously, you like the Chiefs. You like Pat Mahomes and all that. How surprised are you that they're here and, like, a team from Buffalo's not? <laughs> I'm actually stunned that the Chiefs are there, and I was thinking it was going to be the Ravens. I thought the Ravens were the best team throughout the year in the NFL. And the Chiefs, if you watched them all year, and if you watched our shows all year, I mean, they were really struggling. They couldn't get out of their own way. They've done a really good job, really, since the Bengals game at the end of the regular season, pulling the offense in, kind of simplifying it, and just going with the guys that they know can actually get things done. Stop messing around with Sky Moore, with Kadarius Toney, just going with Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, a little bit of Justin Watson, and a little bit of Scantling, who actually came to life in the playoffs. So do you remember the last time the Kansas City Chiefs lost a game? Yeah, uh, they lost embarrassingly to the Raiders on Christmas Day. It was a uh, horrible exactly. effort. Wait, hold on, hold on. Very good, very good. Impressive, impressive. Now, Super Bowl 58, uh, Sunday, February 11th, uh, kickoff 6.30. Where's the game at? Well, it's at the stadium where the Chiefs won at. They lost yeah, at yeah, home. But the, the they lost against the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. And where is the game at? At Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. There, there's a hint where you should go with, but I know you're not going to go there. All right, so I'm going to ask you, what's a bigger story? If Pat Mahomes wins for the third time and he's like 27, 28, or Mr. Irrelevant, a.k.a. Eric Cohen, no, Brock Purdy, winning and uh, winning the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, really, the only thing comparable to Brock Purdy being there is Kurt Warner. Yeah. Because there, there's been a lot of talk about how Brock Purdy's the lowest drafted quarterback to ever play in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. True. But Kurt Warner wasn't drafted at all. I mean, the Rams got him out of a high V stock room in the Arena League. So, you know, it's not unprecedented, but it, it would be pretty amazing. It would be an amazing story if Brock Purdy can pull the win off while he's making easily the least of any starting quarterback. Heck, he makes less than the Chiefs' backup, Lane Gabbard. Yeah. And, okay, so let, let's look at just inside the game here, okay? So, you know, Kansas City coach, Andy Reid, great, already a Hall of Famer, may win another Super Bowl or whatever. But Shanahan, who basically has gone there four out of five in the NFC Championship game, lost mm -hmm. the Super Bowl to the Chiefs four years ago. If they lose, do they even think about firing the coach? And Because there's another coach named Bill Belichick or – you know, out west, if you're looking at, you know, Carroll there could hire a coach there. Do they even look at if he loses? They He just can't get them over the hump. Do they even look at uh, firing or releasing him? No, but I think they do look at getting a legitimate game-changing quarterback. I think that would be the, the way they would go because he's done it with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, and – Brock Purdy, he hasn't had the the big-time problem-solving quarterback. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Joe Burrow. You basically have a cheat code. Those guys are going to be able to create offense. They're going to be able to pull you over the top in a close game. Brock Purdy needs 
everything to be working right, needs everything on schedule, and then, yeah, he can be really effective. But well, look at the Niners when they had an injury or two. They folded like a chair. The Ravens absolutely, they throttled them. They curb stomped them. 61 to 19, I believe. It was a beatdown. Yep. I don't think that happens if Josh Allen is the quarterback, if Lamar Jackson's quarterback, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. But They're it, not going to lose like that. I, I agree with you up until last week, or actually two weeks ago, because down 17 points at halftime at home in an NFC championship game, I, you know, they talk about, um, you know, NFL being scripted. He performed in the second half like a truly Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. He performed like a quarterback who deserves to be there. And if he plays like he did in the second half, not only does Sam Fran win, I believe Sam Fran wins more than a by a point. <laughs> more than a point there, right? But but you know, it should be interesting because as I mentioned, four years ago, these two teams met in Miami, Super Bowl 54. Yeah. And Sam Fran was up by 10 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting because I would say if Super Bowl 54, Kansas City had sort of a better team. They had Tariq Hill there, right? Yeah, now, they had more offensive talent. Exactly. Defense well, is a lot better now. Yeah, defense is a lot better. So is this, in your estimation, the spread is 58 points. Is this going to be a defensive struggle or offensive shootout? I think it'll be a mm. – It'll be a relatively offensive game. I think you're looking at like 27-24, 24-21, something like that. All right. I don't think either team's going to hit 30. Okay, so um, give me your prediction. Give me the MVP, and we'll see if you're right. <laughs> I'll go the Chiefs, 27-24, and the MVP... I mean, I guess if the Chiefs win, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but I could also see Chris Jones. Well, make a choice. Patrick Mahomes or Chris Jones? I'll go Chris Jones because the defense has to step up if the Chiefs are going to win. You're going to be wrong both cases. <laughs> so it's it's San Fran. I really believe this is going to be San Fran. San Fran winning. Uh, and I mentioned before off here, what's Taylor Swift's favorite number? Well, it's number 13. But... Yeah. I think the other thing the Chiefs have that is a unique kind of game changer, and you've seen it with their defense all year, Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie are legitimate lockdown corners. They're going to take out the best two weapons on the Niners. They're going to be locked on Debo Samuel, locked on Ayuk. Willie Gay Jr. is going to be back to team with Drew Tranquil to look at Christian McCaffrey. If the Chiefs win, it's because of those guys. Those four guys are going to have big games, and Chris Jones will benefit from getting coverage sacks. And and here's the other thing: like you, I agree with what you said. If the Chiefs wins, that has to happen. But you're talking, and for the Chief, you ever think of saying for the Chiefs to win, that has to happen, and Pat Mahomes doesn't have to have a big game. So that that's yeah. the change. Like we mentioned four years ago, that's the change for the 49ers. Brock Purdy has got to be Brock Purdy. Not throwing all these mistakes like in the first half and everything. Mm-hmm. If he's more like the second half, and you hear this game a term all the time, manage the game. Yeah. If he managed because you got arguably the best running back. Okay. You got good uh, wide receivers. Good. 
And then you got a tight end who's equivalent to Travis Kelsey. Okay, equivalent. They may be even tied. Maybe Travis a little bit ahead. But if you on paper and everything's on paper until you play the game and all that, this is an even matchup. Even with the slight edge to Kansas City at quarterback and obviously Jones. But Bosa can, you know, do something and, and, and make a sack or whatever. So really the only edge I see, the only edge, of course, coaching, I got to give it to Kansas City. But the only edge is at the quarterback position. Mahomes been there. Now, if Brock Purdy shows up and plays like Brock Purdy did in the second half, I think San Fran wins 21, get this, 21-13. Oh. Brock Purdy is the MVP, and what a story it would be. Brock, you just won Super Bowl 58. Where are you going? I'm going to Disneyland. Sure. Yeah, oh, if, if the Niners win, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a Kurt Warner-like story. There'll be a movie made about Brock Purdy sometime down the road. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is an amazing story. So I'm going to ask you this uh, couple final questions. So Super Bowl 58, San Fran, Kansas City. You say Kansas City like I knew you were going to say. I say San Fran. But Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans, February 9th, 2025. Listen to this prediction from what Gerald makes because he's never right. So go ahead, Gerald. Who's going to be in Super Bowl 59? Well, I know you want me to say the Buffalo no, Bills. No, I don't want you to say it. Say it with your heart. Say it with your head. Say the people who are going to be the teams that are going to be in Super Bowl 59. I think the I Ravens and Bowl the Lions. 60. Sorry? The Lions had that game won. That was a just an absolute, complete, total meltdown. And, and a lucky bounce, uh, a ball that bounced off the helmet of the defensive back into Ayuk's hand for really the game-changing play. I mean, they they did everything possible to lose that game in the second half. I think the Lions win the NFC next year because the Niners, if they have an injury, they're toast. They It's, it's really very precision-guided. If anybody goes out, they, they don't look too good. And in the AFC, I think the Ravens are due. I thought the Ravens were the better team. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised the Chiefs beat him. Again, like I said, he's never right. So, Super Bowl 59. Super. I'm giving you Super Bowl 60 even. Super Bowl 59. Super Bowl 60. For that matter, 61, 62, and 63 because they went four years in a row and they lost. Now they're going to go five years in a row and they're going to win. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills. And what a story this would be. Like, honestly, you mentioned Detroit. What a story it would be, Buffalo and Detroit. In, oh, in two years, in, in sure. next years in New Orleans, but in two years, it's in San Fran. And by the way, in 2026, it's February 8th, year's truly birthday. What a way to celebrate my birthday than circling the wagons and the Buffalo Bills, not the laughing stock of sports, winning the Super Bowl. I wrote the story. Brock Purdy goes to Disney World. The Buffalo Bills by Super Bowl 60 are Super Bowl 60 champions. And nobody, but nobody, but nobody talks about why right except Scott Norwood and Bass. All right? So I'll go. I'll close it out with this. We know who's going to win this game. We'll host next year's season opening game on a Thursday night. 
But the NFL already has announced Friday, opening week, the Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting in Brazil. Brazil. I don't know who they're going to be hosting, but what do you think about that? Well, you know, the international games have done well, and the league's trying to make money. I mean, here, look, uh, the WWE is having Elimination Chamber in Australia. It's going to be broadcast as early as 2.30 in the morning in the U.S., because they're chasing the international dollars. The NFL is doing the same thing. I mean, that's why they had games in Germany. That's why they've basically made a residence in London. Yeah, but and they play at 9.30 they're looking at soccer markets. 9.30 a.m. or 1 p.m. They don't play at 2.30 or 3.30 or 4.30 a.m. Come on. Yeah. They're looking at soccer. They're looking at soccer markets. They're going to get they're going to get theirs. The NFL is going to get theirs. All right. If you're if you're a good guy, I'm going to send you to the bash in Berlin. All right. Uh, but speak about wrestling. You're also a big uh, uh, you content uh, provider for Wrestling Spotlight. Tell everybody about it. Yeah, uh, if you tune in this week, you can hear an interview we did with Graham Matthews from Wrestle Rant Radio. He is one of the big wrestling reporters on Bleacher Report, and we did call a story that is just breaking as we're speaking. AEW going to have a Dynamite and Rampage, a three-hour show, March 13th at the TD Garden in Boston. They're making a bank statement, if you will. That's going to be the debut of Mercedes Monet, a la CM Punk debuting at the United Center. March 13th, that's probably going to be one part of the Tony Khan big announcement. So Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, the All Elite. All right, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. There's going to be three parts to this announcement. Three, not one, not two, three. Get it, wrestling? All right, so three parts. Mercedes Monet is part number one. Uh, Japanese wrestler is part number two. And number three, the president of the provinces of Canada, the mayor-elect of North America, soon to run for the mayor of Zimbabwe and Bangladesh, is not in negotiations with AEW. All right. So there I know Gerald you're stunned at that. You're stunned. You're stunned at that. But Tony Khan if you know anybody who watches and wants to get your cuz you missed out on AEW streaming services because ESPN and Warner Brothers and all that uh did a partnership. They're all in. Get it? Mm-hmm. Instead of you're being all out, come to the Fired Up Network. Come to Wrestling Spotlight. And we'll have, make it like, I got it, I got it. Listen to this, Gerald. True TV plus everything in there. What about that? True TV plus, sure. Tony Khan. <laughs> we'll get that and everything like that. Stay tuned for our, our big announcement to happen in a few days, maybe a week or two. It's going to be almost as big as that bank statement. And, and that I give to, to Gerald every week, and he cashes in a lot of zeros. All right, Gerald? Tell It'll be everybody. elite. Yeah, you're elite. That's right. I don't know. Maybe i got to talk to Nick and Matt Jackson or Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. But tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. Hey, uh, just go ahead and tune in to Local Now, Carbon TV, wherever you do your streaming. You can find Wrestling Spotlight 24-7 Pro Wrestling. Got some of the best independent wrestling territories in the country on there. Breaking news, talk shows, some great stuff. And you can also find me on X at 
G Bentley D Rescue. And on Instagram, we got the wrestling spotlight. So pretty All easy right. to find. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to a special Super Bowl 58 preview. And I had to bring the big guns here. And he's fired up, Alex. Alex Campbell, always fired up. Eric is always somber, always never fired up, except if the Leafs lose a game, <laughs> then he's calling me and says, this effing team doesn't ever mind. All right. First of all, like I predicted back in August, San Francisco and Kansas City. Eric had Buffalo and Dallas, or Buffalo and Detroit, sorry, Buffalo and Detroit. And Alex, you had who? Uh, I, I had Kansas City. I, I can't remember oh, if I had San Francisco. Have, you had Detroit against Detroit. That's who you I did had. not have Detroit against Detroit. I did not yeah, have Detroit had. against Detroit. All right. So both of you guys, Eric's uh, first team is the Bills. Second team is Detroit. Your first team, Alex, is Detroit. I'm going to first start off with Detroit. Uh, never in the history since you guys both were alive that they came so close to the Super Bowl. They're leading by 17 points on the road. And then he decides to go for it and go for it. He, you know what, what happened with the coach of Detroit? He, he beat him up. He beat himself up so bad at the kneecaps, at the kneecaps. He beat himself. Alex, you start, take me through how heartbreaking it is. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm Buffalo. I know what heartbreaks. I know yeah. why right. And and when I go right, right, I feel like punching Eric in the nose and everything like that. So go ahead. I think like the one thing that perfectly quantifies it is there's a there's a fine line between aggressive and reckless. And he clearly crossed that line. I can understand the first one. I can understand the first one. You're you, you know you you got a good drive rolling. Your offense has been clicking. You want to you want to keep it going. And the and the book says you know it, it slightly favors going for it. Okay, go for it. But the second time when you have the field goal in hand to tie the game in a key situation, your defense is on its heels. Why are you going for it the second time? That is the, that is where you cross the line, uh, and 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 you enter into reckless. And and that's where like. I love the Lions. Again, they're like you said, they're my team. But the the roster is so well constructed. You wonder if Dan Campbell is business level, business enough alike in these scenarios to to to, to get to the mountaintop, if if and when that moment comes. I think they're you know maybe we're a year early getting to the NFC title game this year, even if they got there. So uh, the roster is still very young, but. Like, do, do these decisions become more conservative in these big moments over time? I don't know. That remains to be seen. Both of you guys like the Lions, and both of you guys do dressing gray. What's wrong with you guys? Eric, your thoughts on the Lions? And and and, and I got to say this. Your thoughts on the Bills? Because we were so close to Buffalo, Detroit. Imagine a Super Bowl, Buffalo, Detroit. And, and, and they shouldn't play the game. They should just see who kicks the most field goals. <laughs> well, uh, listen, Buffalo uh... – We'll get to them in a sec. Detroit, uh, you know, despite what Alex said, I, I felt like the first opportunity to kick the field goal was the big miss because, you know, you were up by 17 going into the half. San Francisco starts with the ball. They go drive the field, take a lot of time off the clock. You hold them to three. So now it's a 14-point game. Detroit drives into field goal range. You have a chance to make it a three-score game. And right. basically put the 49ers in the exact same spot they were at the halftime, and half the quarter's gone. That would have been a kick in the teeth of the Niners if Michael Badgley comes on and kicks the field goal. 
I don't know if if the Lions didn't trust him from from forty plus. It was it was almost fifty. It was a like 47, 48 yard kick, but they released Riley Patterson earlier in the year because he wasn't kicking from fifty. They had they they brought in Badgley from the practice squad. He kicked a fifty six yarder against the Rams. Now that was at home. This is different. We saw we saw Moody miss a kick already for San Francisco in these conditions. I don't know if Campbell right. felt like it was a sure thing. He's about a 50-50 from there. So they, they go for it on fourth down. And the play was a good call. Reynolds should have caught the pass. I mean, it was a bit low, but he'd be no. the first person to tell you, you got to catch that pass. And he doesn't do it. You know, basically the walls just came in on, on Detroit in the third quarter. You got the Jameer Gibbs fumble. Everything just goes wrong. And before you can, you know, before you can breathe, the game is tied. And the second situation, again, I mean, you know, if you felt confident your kicker could tie that game, you got to take those points. And I know that all year long, Dan went forward in those situations and didn't really believe in field goals, but you got to understand the moment. You got to understand it's a championship game. You got to take those points, give yourself a chance to win. And uh, just a disheartening loss because Alex is right. It's a very young group, and they're bringing back Ben Johnson, which is great for the offense. But it's hard to get back to this spot. You look next year, you know, the Packers are going to be good. The Vikings are going to be good. The Bears are going to be better. The Cowboys, will they choke again? Who knows? The Niners are going to be back. It's it's very difficult to get to this game. So uh, I, I feel for the Lions uh, what they went through in that NFC Championship game. All right. So you guys are missing. Look at the bright side. Look at the bright side. You got the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> and, and, and the other, and the they other won side, last right? night in yeah, overtime. Well, yeah, they won that, well, every team wins one game in seventy. All right, okay. so like, look, and and then you got the tie. Never mind. All right, as you could see in the back, I'm in Las Vegas, and Eric, I got to tell you, the ladies here. That's, right? what, that's what the Big E's all about. Bring I can't think because go. whatever happens in Vegas, Vegas in Vegas. That's Look right. at Alex laughing. He knows. Joe, be quiet. Don't say it. My wife's watching right there. So like, shh. All right. So here we are. Super Bowl 58, San Fran and Kansas City, a rematch of four years ago, which Kansas City won. But San Fran, nobody's talking about, was up by 10 in the third quarter. Okay, Let, let's be honest. Up by 10 in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. That's right. Okay. So I'm going to go, Eric, you're San Fran. And Alex, you're Kansas City. All right. So tell me, Alex, let's start off with you, even though you're going to lose. That's why I picked Eric, because San Fran's going to win. Uh, uh, tell me why you're going to win, Kansas City. Uh, we're going to win because we're going to pound the rock. The one thing that San Fran, that loaded defense, can't do at an elite level is stop the run. And we've got a great young running back in Pacheco that we that we can exploit. They're also not good at stopping a, a pass catching running back out of the backfield. We got a guy that can do both. So we're gonna we're gonna try to beat McCaffrey at his own game basically and run Pacheco down his throat and open up opportunities for Mahomes in the pass game, who's going to be able to spot them easily when they're trying to cover up Pacheco. And by doing that, it's old school football. We're going to dominate the clock and we're going to try to stop the run on the other side. Uh, and I think I think we'll be able to, you know, apply some pressure to Purdy on the other side with uh, with our front seven, who's been really good this year. Do me a favor, since you're Kansas City, can you tell Taylor Swift to get off me already? Okay? Get off me. She <laughs> took Travis Kelly. I'm busy watching the game. Now, Eric, you're San Fran. Tell me why you're going to win. We're going to win because Kyle Shanahan is due. 
Uh, That's you know, his you know. only comment. Yeah. Marv Levy was due the second time, the third time, the yeah. fourth time. Come on. I mean, he blew a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. He, I don't think he'll ever he win, but he'll win on Sunday. But, uh, you know, blowing a 28 3 lead on the Super Bowl. Come on. Uh, he come blew on, a 10 point lead, as you mentioned, Joe, the last time these two teams met four years ago. And Kyle Shanahan, there's, you know, there's not a probably a better play caller. Andy Reid's probably a, you know, a more overall well-rounded coach. But Kyle Shanahan, when it comes to calling plays, um, second to none. The Niners are very, very balanced. Obviously, everyone knows about McCaffrey, what he can do. But you look at the passing game, and yeah, that's where San Fran's got a, a huge advantage. Not with the quarterbacks, but with the receivers. Uh, obviously, with you know Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, George Kittle, you got three really good receivers. And throughout the playoffs, the two games that San Fran has won, and, you know, neither one of them were pretty against the Lions or Packers. He had to come back in the fourth quarter of both those games. But uh, other receivers stepped up, made plays. Uh, so definitely, you know, there's an advantage San Fran has uh, at the receiving course. Casey, you know, after leading the league, it drops all year. I suddenly – you know, just completely flipped the switch, beating Miami, Buffalo, and Baltimore. But you'll definitely take the Niners group over the KC group, and that's the one edge the Niners have. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, agree, I would agree with all of that. You know, the the one thing as as an outsider and not necessarily a spokesperson for the Chiefs saying how we're going to win the game is, look, we got a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I'm not so sure Purdy is that. Maybe Shanahan is too. I'll tell you what, his dad isn't deserves to be, uh, but. Um, but you know, at this point, I'm not sure he is. I know Andy Reid is, and I and I know Mahomes is. He's the best quarterback in the world yeah. right now, has been for the last four years, and probably will be for the next seven. You know, so. Well, listen. I mean, like my chance. My my role was to play San Francisco, but uh, that's I got gotcha. That's not the no, role no, no, I no, have. No, I don't want to hear this, Eric. I don't want to hear. What this, I mean, what I'm I telling you is that is, is that Patrick betting against Patrick Mahomes is not a very smart thing to do. His record as an underdog is second to none. Uh, he is. He is a very, very special talent. And just watching him beat the Bills every year in the playoffs obviously makes right. me realize he, he how good he is. Him taking shots at – all right. <laughs> Much as you guys know, uh, Eric is a degenerate gambler, all right? Alex, I don't know if you know that. He's a degenerate gambler. All right, Eric, I'm going to – put. Uh, you had a, a bottle of Gatorade. Can you pick it up? Pick up that bottle of Gatorade. Sure. What color is that bottle of Gatorade? Pink. All right. Ooh. So there's a prop. Whoever wins the game, San Fran, Kansas City, all right? And now we, I thought he's going to dump it on himself, all right? <laughs> all right? Uh, what color of uh, drink Gatorade will be? Uh, and it's blue is like two to one, and orange is like a one and a half to one and all that. Eric, I'll start off with you because I believe San Fran's going to win. Well, orange is, orange is the favorite because last year the Chiefs used orange when they beat the Eagles. Uh, I do believe the Chiefs win, so I'm going with orange. You're going to be wrong like always. Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with red because both teams have red, and it's the easy answer. And uh, I'll take the Chiefs, though, as far as the game. I like the Chiefs. And, as, and from the betting angle, I obviously, I like the Chiefs and, and the two points they're getting. All right. So, uh, Eric, like I said, the Jenner Gambler, give me a couple of the smart props that you're going to be on uh, on Sunday sitting beside the president of the province of Canada at Super Bowl and paying for my bill. Uh, paying for your <laughs> paying pay for your bill is uh, something that I'm very accustomed to. Uh, that's right. But, uh, that's what now, Alex. You, in case you don't know, this is why I'm the president. That, this is I delegate authority. 
That and, then get, and you get then you get wine and dine, huh? Oh, well, don't even talk about red wine. Don't even <laughs> talk about Eric's favorite thing is red wine. Uh, I do. I like the Chiefs plus two and a half. Uh, I like Isaiah Pacheco, as Alex mentioned in his uh, little Chiefs speech earlier, to have a big day. I like his rushing yards over. I like his rushing attempts over. I like his receiving yards over. Um, I uh, I feel like you know. The one thing that I will say, despite the Chiefs winning, sometimes the props, you know, go the other way. I like Patrick Mahomes under uh, passing attempts because I do believe that they will be up and running the ball and he's not going to be out there throwing a lot. So I think that the game plan will be that Mahomes will go under with his passing attempts. Those are some of the things I'm looking at for Sunday. All right, uh, uh, Alex, uh, how about you? Anything in particular strike you? Yeah, I had I had the same thing. Um, uh, Pacheco Pacheco over on yards. Chiefs on the money line. Um, uh, Mahomes under uh, under the under the attempts, uh, but over two hundred passing at the same time. Um, and uh, each team to score a touchdown in each half. So all you guys are betting on the Kansas City Chiefs. You're all on the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, it's I like- think the no, I think the Niners are going to score a touchdown in each half. <laughs> it's like they'll score one more than Detroit will. All right. So, Alex, you'll start off. Give me your prediction and give me the Super Bowl MVP. Who's going to go with Eric to Disney World? <laughs> My prediction is the Chiefs The Chiefs win in a close one. Um, I, I think they, they edge it out in like a, you know, 34-31 affair by a field goal late. I think both offenses are going to be able to, you know, rack up yards here, even though the defenses will make some plays. Um, but ultimately, if, if it's if it's a duel, I like Mahomes' chances against uh, Purdy. Uh, so, uh, you know, I like Mahomes to hoist the trophy. And also uh, him, I, I'll take Mahomes to be the MVP too because he's going to have to make some clutch throws down the stretch. You're going to have you're going to have to have some of those moments, you know, like he's like he had against the Bills uh, in in order to in order to secure this one. So I'll take Mahomes with the with the Super Bowl MVP as well. Eric? Yeah, I got the Chiefs winning 27-24, just going over the number. Uh, Mahomes MVP, listen, I mean, it's very hard to win a game and have the quarterback not win MVP. It's just the way the NFL is. I don't don't think that Mahomes was outstanding last year against Philadelphia, and he he won it. He he threw for barely, I think, under 200 yards, so... Uh, he won't have to do much to win MVP, but he'll do enough because that's what he does. And, uh, you know, his dad will have three DUIs and he'll have three Super Bowl trophies. So, you know, junior and senior can uh, have something in common. He still thinks he's playing baseball, fastball, fast car. All right. So, Eric, let me ask you this one, okay? Eric, what is Taylor Swift's favorite number? 87? No. Alex, do you know? 23. 13. So, because of me, nobody on this panel except me has talked to the Swifty. All right. She tells me her favorite number is 13. Does anybody in Kansas City wear number 13? The answer is no. The star quarterback, I say star, starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, Eric, what number does he wear? Brock Purdy wears 13. Now, I said to Eric, listen to this, Alex. Anybody, anybody who could speak well about Mr. Irrelevant, this is, he's on the panel now, Eric Cohen, all right, Mr. Irrelevant, (laughs) you do not think that Brock Purdy finally 
gets the job done and shuts Alex up, shuts Eric up, shuts up everybody and makes $25 million next year. If he does, he's getting $25 million. And like I said before, he's going to be like you. Uh, they're going to say, you just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going? I'm not going with Eric Cohen. I'm going to the, I'm going to the uh, uh, Walt Disney World. San Fran, 21. Kansas City, 13. 13. According, not according to me, according to Taylor Swift. But here, since me and Eric know a little bit of wrestling, here's the storyline, Eric. Here's the Because Kansas City loses. So Travis Kelsey wants to upend and, it, like the Rock, steal the spotlight and proposes while he loses. So the story is not the San Francisco 49ers. It's not Brock Eric Purdy Cohen winning the MVP, Mr. Irrelevant. It's Travis Kelsey popping the ring. And boy, I saw that ring. And and you know what? They went to the same place that Eric Cohen got the ring. Just a couple more, you know, carrots and all that. All right. Final question as we close out this special edition. Alex Campbell, Eric Cohen here. Super Bowl 58. Both of you guys are predicting Kansas City. But you know where I, what I'm going to ask, Eric. So, Alex, you'll start us off first. Super Bowl 59, February 9th, New Orleans. Who's in it? Alex. Give me uh, – all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull a shocker here. Give me, give me Miami out of the AFC. Wrong again. I know, I know. You're going to say – look – the Bills are are a classic story, man. I just I I think they fall short again. Give no, me give me Miami out of the I, AFC. I, I, I'm not predicting the Bills next year. I'm telling you, after your prediction, I'm telling you, it's it's bound to happen. I'll go go ahead, give me your prediction, then Eric, and then I'll tell you what Chris Berman told me. I'll go I'll go Bills Cowboys. Bills Cowboys, boo! All right, uh, Alex, what do you see? Dolphins who? Uh, I'll go Dolphins Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to make a comeback. It doesn't matter. No, it, Dwayne Johnson told me this also. It doesn't matter about next year. Super Bowl 60. Buffalo Bills are in the Super Bowl in San Fran. Buffalo, Super why? Bowl 60 wins it. You know why? Super Bowl 60 is okay. February 8th. By, by the time Super Bowl 60 rolls around, uh, Allen will at that point be making up almost a third, a third or, or of or the Alex entire Campbell salary cap. Eric Cohen, I don't care. All right. It's guaranteed, guaranteed <laughs> that Buffalo will win Super Bowl 60. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'll give $100 to Eric Cohen. That's how confident I am that the Buffalo Bill, I'll give $200 to Eric Cohen. Alex, can I get in on that? I'll get in yeah, on that yeah. action. I'm banking on it. $200. To Eric Cohen, if I'm wrong, Alex, give me the $200. Alex, you'll start us off. Tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. Uh, I'm fired up, Alex, on Instagram. I'm fired up, Alex, on Twitter. Um, you know, right for the right for the the site, firedup.ca, and all over the Fired Up Network. All right. And again, he says Kansas City. He's going to be wrong. Kansas City wins 34-31. That's what he says. And uh, Pat Mahomes will have to go out of the Super Bowl and bail out his dad. All right. So, Eric, go ahead. Give everybody your uh, your handles. X, real Eric Cohen. Let's go. All right. And Eric said. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to a special edition of NFL Blitz Super Bowl 58 preview. Of course, I have to have. 
the Hall of Famer, John Freeman Nelson out of Atlanta, who will never win a Super Bowl, uh, with me, nope. San Fran and Kansas City in Vegas on Sunday. Now, they met four years ago, and uh, Kansas City won that game. They were down by 10 points, and they came back to win. Uh, what do you expect this Sunday? I don't think they may, they'll be necessarily down by 10. Uh, I, I think that if you look at you look at keys here, and my first key is the head coaches in this particular situation. We've got Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Andy Reid. He's going to do whatever he wants. Andy Reid's not intimidated by these surroundings at all. Kyle Shanahan, to me, in playoff situations, seems to constrict his playbook. A lot, and I think that should worry San Francisco 49ers fans. And I think that it wasn't necessarily as on display against Detroit, where Dan Campbell stayed true to form and it ended up costing him. And, and you know that uh, Detroit will learn from that situation. But the game before in the playoff run, where it seemed like Kyle Shanahan was afraid to stick to tight and that almost cost San Francisco two rounds ago in the uh, conference semifinals. So that's what I'm looking at first and foremost. Is Kyle Shanahan going to shake off the idea of, you know, all right, so we just got to be ourselves and feel comfortable in, in the situation, or is he going to honestly tighten up in this situation and be very, very, confined in his play calling is it going to try and be and honestly if i'm kansas city defensively i am shadowing christian mccaffrey i don't know how healthy debo samuel is and i am forcing brock purdy to beat me with the pass and so i'm you know shadowing mccaffrey purdy's not going to beat me with his legs or anything like that i think that it's the comfort level of these two coaches first and foremost as we you know work the, the our way through this and then look at it comfort level of the coaches i give that to andy reed hands down all right, so let, let's look at uh, – we'll start off at the offenses, okay? San Fran gets the edge there because till recently, Rice is the guy who catches the balls and Kelsey, but till recently, it was just Kelsey. So do you agree you give offense the edge to San Fran? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I've got to go even because uh, the, the – the one thing that might lean it in San Francisco's favor is just how many drops Kansas City has had this season. That, to me, is something that I'm staring at. Drop the drops of the football. And I think that if you can – and you saw with Patrick Mahomes sticking with Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey goes for 11 for 116. They ain't a whole lot of drops there. But I think that – and you came up with Mark, – Mark was Valdez-Scantling. He came up with a big catch late. The drops early, that is something that I think that if you're a fan of Kansas City, drops are always something that's worrisome to you, and it's that, that weight on the shoulder that you're staring at or that's the, the big monster in the anxiety closet. That, to me, would be the only reason I would give any advantage to San Francisco on offense as opposed to the number of weapons that are there. You have uh, Mikol Hardman, who's healthy. You've got Rashi Rice. You've got Isaiah Pacheco, who has done some – really hard work on the ground and is not afraid to to mix it up in pass patterns. You're too deep at tight end, Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, we talked about Rashi Rice and MVS. And so I think that if you look at the number of weapons, the number of weapons available to Patrick Mahomes is more than the number of weapons available to Brock Purdy. But offensively, what those weapons can be for you, I think, might be more impactful with the one deep receiver in a Debo Samuel or having maybe a Brandon Ayuk or a Juwan Jennings help you out with uh, with George Kittle as your tight end. So I think that there are more wide receiver options for Brock Purdy. He's got to get them there. And obviously keeping Christian McCaffrey engaged in the short passing game with some outlets and making sure that uh, the defense is spread out and not as confined and keeping everything contained between the tackles. So San Francisco can't use the pass to set up the run game and spring Christian McCaffrey in the offense. Okay, so basically you went with Kansas City for the coaching. Yeah. San Fran, a tie a little bit with San Fran on the yeah. offense. Yeah. A little bit. Running back, definitely San Fran. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The running back. Receivers, maybe a little bit lean to San Fran. Yeah. Now, now I got to go to the tight ends. Okay. The best two yeah. in the National Football League. Is it even or do you give it to the Swifty? Oh, well, I've got to go with Travis Kelsey just because of what. Patrick Mahomes has been able to find in the postseason. George Kittle at times has not been found by Brock Purdy. And I think that that would be worrisome for me. You know, it, I think that if you're Brock Purdy, you might try and get Kittle engaged early in the passing game as a part of the targets to make sure, once again, we talk about the running game, the pass sets up the run to help out San Francisco to spread the field a little bit, spread things vertically by getting George Kittle involved in addition to an Ayuk or a Debo Samuel or a Jawan Jennings. I think that you, you have to look at it uh, horizontally and vertically if you're San Francisco. Getting McCaffrey engaged to get the offense, uh, the defense spread out for Kansas City and then spread them out that much more by getting Kittle engaged and available in the pass patterns early on. All right, let's go to special teams before we go to defense. Special teams, the, you know, kicking, punting, and uh, running back kicks. Who do you give the edge to there? Kansas City Harrison Butker, hands down. We've seen Jake Moody. Uh, there was a reason that Jake Moody was uh, placed a high draft pick on by the San Francisco 49ers. Not intimidated by his surroundings, but he's been a little shaky in the postseason, missing from uh, 40s, which is normally for Jake uh, money absolutely right on. I've got to go with Harrison Butker in these situations. He's at game-winning field goes late in the Roman numeral classics. I'll go special teams. I'll go with Kansas City here, especially if you need a field goal late. All right, so now that brings up the defense. Defense, you know, Kansas City has a stalwart there, and he always comes up to play. But, uh, you know, Bosa there, if he's healthy and all that, who do you lean on defense-wise? Oh, boy. Um, I, I think if you look at – I think if you look at front sevens, it's a wash because of the pressure that you can get on the quarterback for both of these. I think a guy like like Drew Tranquil might have a, another big game for Kansas City coming from the, the second level. I think the secondary might be where you have your, your issues. I would go San Francisco with secondary slightly over Kansas City. So front sevens even, secondary slightly in favor of, Kansas, of San Francisco. All right, so that brings up arguably <laughs> – Whoever's going to win this game is going to have a stellar quarterback play. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's going for the third one. I believe he's 27 28. Mm -hmm. And you got Brock Purdy, much like Eric Cohen, Mr. Relevant. All right. And if he wins, what's. Don't get choked up there. All right. 
what's the bigger story? Three out of four are not Mr. Irrelevant winning the Super Bowl. Well, it'd have to be the latter. And I think that, once again, it goes back to our initial plot line here with the coaches and the offense. We know what Patrick Mahomes can do in these situations. We know, and he doesn't have the ankle injury that he's had in years past going into the last game of the year. He's he's about as healthy as it gets. And in these games, his ability to freelance, I think, uh, will help him. I think that Brock Purdy could be hurt, once again, by Kyle Shanahan. Not by his own actions, but and there were times where Purdy – uh, in the championship game against Detroit, was dropping dimes in absolute difficult spots without any question. You got to see against Detroit the quarterback that you wanted to see in other games in the playoff run. In the second half. In the yeah. first half. <laughs> yeah, and I, think that, and I think once again, the tape is out. I think that if you're Kansas City and you're Steve Spagnuolo, you looked at that first half against uh, Detroit and, and San Francisco. You looked at that first half and what Detroit was doing defensively. And I think that's going to be your that's going to be your baseline to try to figure out how to pin in San Francisco. So the first half might look a whole lot similar than it did uh, in the the NFC Championship game. How Purdy and Kyle Shanahan adjust? Like I said, Kyle Shanahan that first half, Brock Purdy in that first half, you were getting nothing offensively. They adjusted in the second half. Kyle Shanahan is the guy that you're used to seeing the the confident guy who's not afraid to play call this, play call that you know, Brock Purdy hitting targets and throwing into triple coverage, that kind of stuff. That Kyle Shanahan will give Brock Purdy the confidence that he needs in the Roman numeral classic. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they've already got that kind of confidence. That, that's not something that they have to worry about. Which Kyle Shanahan shows up to help out Brock Purdy, and if Brock Purdy gets the confident Kyle Shanahan and not the first half Kyle Shanahan that we saw against Detroit, then it's going to be really, really tight, and that's why I say I think it comes down to special teams late if it's that tight game. Okay, that brings up the, the last point here. You know, Andy Reid, great coach and all that, and, like, we're winning. Yeah. But Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. going to uh, four to five NFC Championship games, second Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If he loses, does San Fran consider, consider maybe a change? I don't think so. Uh, I think that if it's it, once again, you're looking at. I know the fans will clamor for it, and you'll have tiki torches and pitchforks heading to the 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 field of jeans and going. You know, we need you know we need a new coach, whatever. Uh, I think the answer to that is no. You you'll have an upheaval to think about it, but what you may end up doing is having someone else calling the plays offensively so Kyle Shanahan can focus on being a head coach. I think that that might be the change if something like that happens. All right, so we come to that show, the part of the show. Give me a prediction, and then after you give me that prediction, I'm going to ask you, you know, you always like this question, who's going to be in Super Bowl 59? (laughs) So go ahead, give me the prediction for this Sunday, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas between San Fran and Kansas City. I'll go 30, let's see, I'll go 30-28 Kansas City on a late Harrison-Butker field goal. I think they get to the 58 to match the 58. You're going to be wrong like always. So it's Sam Fran winning. And do you know what Taylor Swift's uh, favorite number is? Uh, 13. Who were, What's the New Jersey number on Brock Purdy? Yeah, okay. I see where you're going. All right. And and here's the here because you have juice boxes upon juice boxes. It's the Super Bowl. It's everything like that. Yep. Do you think 
Travis Kelsey proposes. No. Is there a better chance if Kansas City loses, does he propose to get upstage? Stop. All right. No, so. I think they're going to do it on their own time, and it's perfectly fine. When If they do it in the summer, great, which is what I've seen on page six, which is that bastion of journalistic integrity out of the New York Post. Um, look, they're having fun. And everyone who is complaining about Taylor Swift's involvement in uh, you know the, the National Football League really needs to, to grow up, frankly. It's, look. You have how many times in how many other sports have we seen celebrity girlfriend with professional athlete? A lot. Doesn't matter what sport it's in. I mean, you could talk about A Rod, you could talk about Derek Jeter, you can talk about Christian McCaffrey. No one's talking about Christian McCaffrey and Olivia Colpo. I mean, that's another example of it. Uh, you know, but honestly, you have a successful, you have a successful young businesswoman. And she just so happened to be dating the star tied in for one of the teams playing in the last game of the year in the National Football League. Anyone who is complaining about this and sitting there saying, oh, it's fixed, it's this, it's that, needs to look at themselves in the mirror and figure out why they're really complaining about what's going on. Are they mad that you have a young, successful businesswoman that might be more successful than you in, in your business endeavors? Is that why you're complaining? you got to look at yourself in the mirror in these situations. Get over yourself in these situations and let them enjoy each other. It is a celebrity relationship. Oh, my God, this is happening for the first time. No, it's not happening for the first time. Look at yourself in the mirror. Let them enjoy it. Yes, it's a boon for the National Football League, and it's also a boon for Christian Juszczyk. And everything that she's been able to do in building her business, she has done some amazing things. We don't see people yelling at Christian Juszczyk for cutting up jerseys and making puffer coats and finally getting a deal with the National Football League. The National Football League understood what Christian Juszczyk was doing for fashion and what she was doing for fashion, not just for women, but for men, bringing in an entirely new vision into what's going on when it comes to successful businesswomen. We don't hear people complaining about Christian Juszczyk. We hear people complaining about the, the girlfriend of the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. You okay. should be doing neither. This is National Girls and Women in Sports Day, by the way, as you and I are talking. Yes, yes that's number one. And for those, uh, what John said is, and I, I'm getting a lot of emails about this, John, and you know what, I sent it to you and all that. Was I notified since I'm the president of provinces of Canada, the mayor-elect of North America, soon to run for Bangladesh, the mayor of Bangladesh. Okay. Was I noticed, uh, notified, do I allow Travis Kelsey to take my place since I'm running for, you know, mayor and all that? I'm very busy. Mm-hmm. And Travis showed me that he is a Swifty, <laughs> even though he scored a touchdown against my Buffalo Bills and shame on him. Mm-hmm. All right. I allowed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and all joking aside, all joking aside, yeah. Taylor Swift is a positive role model for everybody, especially the girl. Like I have a daughter, yeah. especially the girls, especially Absolutely. the young ladies. Mm-hmm. Always smiling, always a positive attitude, and you don't hear anything bad about Taylor Swift. And for that matter, kudos to Travis Kelsey because there's it's a lot on Travis Kelsey. Because Travis Kelsey is a star. Taylor Swift 
is a mega superstar. Mm -hmm. to, to have and to hold a mega superstar for that long while playing football, while playing in, you know, uh, championship games, while performing. Because, you know, when you get on the field, you could sing all you want, but he has to play. He has to catch the touchdown passes. And so far, they won Super Bowls, and they may win this week, but they won't. Brock Purdy, Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant, Eric, Co Eric Cohen finally, finally gets the light, what he deserves. Hopefully he shines up that head. All right. So go ahead, John. Super Bowl 59, your master prediction. 58 of this, these you did. You haven't been right one time. So uh, are you going to be right in the 59th chance? I'm giving you year after year after year. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll go until until further notice. I, I'll, I'll go with uh, Kansas City making it through the West because uh, the, the, the AFC. Um, I know you're going to look for Baltimore or somebody like that. Oh, no, Buffalo. What's wrong with it? I'm surprised you didn't pick your superchargers with no, Harbaugh there. No, that's not going to happen. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he wants to live the life of Jim Rockford. That'd be fantastic if he did. But he needs to make sure he has the answering machine that has all the gags attached to it at the beginning of every football game. Uh, I'll go with Kansas City until proven otherwise. And then I'll go with Detroit. I think Detroit gets through it next year. The schedule will be tougher. They'll figure out how to keep a lot of the folks in-house. And I think they'll get over the hump. I don't. It'll be half of, a, it'll be half of the teams that we know heading into uh, what we're staring at with uh, the last games uh, of the season here in the National Football League. So uh, another question, a couple of final questions. You said the last game of the National Football League season. Mm -hmm. First game in the National Football League season, you know, happens on a Thursday. But this year, on a Friday, the Philadelphia Eagles yep. will be in Brazil to host, to be announced. What do you think of oh. Philadelphia going to Brazil? I think the fans are going to be in for a bit of a wake-up call. Um, it, it's going to be great for the league. But it will be a wake-up call for any Philadelphia fan that thinks that they can act like a Philadelphia fan in Brazil. They, they don't know what they're getting into when they, when they get into Brazil. And all I'm going to say is, Philadelphia fan, you better be on your P's and Q's. Yes, ma'am. No, man. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you. Uh, and and uh, get out of there in one piece because you have not experienced fandom by any stretch of the imagination until you have been to a game in South America. All right, and uh, continuing on the football theme, uh, Atlanta getting a lot of games in World Cup 26, yep. Toronto having a few games, Vancouver having a few games. Mm -hmm. Atlanta, I believe Atlanta has a semifinal game also. They right? do, yeah. So, uh, so is Jerry World, yeah. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that. But were you surprised, because everybody was talking about SoFi Stadium and all that, that the World Cup finale on July 20th and 19th in 2026 – is at MetLife Stadium. That's uh, what FIFA wanted. I mean, you're you're in the the world center of capitalism, New York City. So the fact that you're in the Meto lands is, you know, that that's not necessarily a surprise. I thought it was going to go to Jerry World. I thought it was going to be semis, New York, Los Angeles, and the final in uh, in Arlington. But you know, I think that if you can combine. FIFA and the world center of business and, and economy, then you're going to do something like that. That that's their that's their dream. If you ask Johnny Infantino, that was his dream from absolute jump, and he got that. Uh, the the interesting element, you know, with uh, Jerry World is that they were going to bring in grass. They were going to elevate the field a good 12 feet, bring grass in, and they even had a 
a column to uh, break down for the media what it was going to look like and how much further up it was going to look like the old Memorial Auditorium in Vanderbilt, where you, unless they tarped it off, where you'd have seats below the turf surface, and it was going to be an interesting look. And I think that that might have swung things. And SoFi in and of itself, uh, you know, in and as much as uh, Jerry World was going to go undergo $300 million in renovations for a 1.3 double extra large facility to make it compatible and fit for uh, all of the games coming in 2026, you never saw that kind of uh, desire from Stan Kroenke about SoFi. So that's why I think SoFi is getting the early games with the U.S. men's national team, game one and game three in the group stage. And they didn't go into semifinal territory because of that, because the field is not big enough. And you saw no desire from Stan Kroenke and anybody associated with. So first and foremost, how is it that if you are building a state-of-the-art stadium in Los Angeles, California, that you don't make it big enough for multi-purpose field? That was a massive, I'd love to know who it was that designed this and Stan Kroenke signed off on it and was like, yeah, that's cool. They've had matches there and the field isn't big enough. It's not wide enough. It's not spec. What you will have happen in 2026, you will have people wander over to SoFi who are from FIFA. They'll look at it and go, why, yes, it is regulation size. And it'll be close. Oversight by Los Angeles is just astronomical. And I'll tell you this, when I round the boat, because it's a Super Bowl show, mm-hmm. by 2026, mm-hmm. I'm going to be circling the wagons because the Buffalo Bills will finally, will finally be a Super Bowl champion. Bill Belichick will be the coach. John, go ahead. Close it out. Look what we have there on the right corner there. Go ahead. All right. That's book number six, Noble Strong Lessons in Destiny. You can go and grab that at Amazon. Do either a Noble's Strong, plural, Noble's Strong, Lessons in Destiny search Noble Strong on Amazon or do a John Nelson search right there on Amazon. Do the author search or the book search, the book search or the author search right there. OSG Nelson on the 280 character app, uh, cute sports guy on the IG, the Insta or the Gram, whatever the kids are calling it these days. And also on uh, the Facebook, there's 2024 John Nelson's. I put Freeman in the middle just to be different. And that's the easiest way to get in touch. But yeah, right there. Name. 280 character app. Book six, Noble Strong, Lessons in Destiny. Pick it up on Amazon. All right. That's the Hall of Famer, John Freeman Nelson of OSG Sports. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to our special Super Bowl preview NFL Blitz with three-time, not one-time, not two-time, not three, well, three-time Super Bowl champion, my good friend, Randy Cross, who used to play for the San Francisco 49ers. He's got three rings. I got none because Buffalo will never go there because they're wide right a little bit. But anyways, uh, I digress. I wanted so bad to have you on now, and the Bills and San Francisco 49ers Brock Purdy against Josh Allen. But my dream, again, for another year, for like the 500th year, is over. Right? Yeah, Joe, my, my heart hurt for you when uh, those two dreaded words came up again for the Bills Mafia, the wide right. Yeah, you it have was, to mention uh, it again, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Bass but- and, and Scott Norwood. Right? Nobody has found Scott Norwood, all right? Nobody yeah. I, I, and anybody watching this, all right, on the Fired Up Network, if you're Scott Norwood, 
I will pay you Randy Cross money, which is a lot of zeros, to come on here and talk about it. What, what do you want? Has anybody ever talked to Scott Norwood since he missed the field goal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's gotten into kind of a he, – he became quite a recluse. But he's, he's disgusted. He's, it's, it's, it's not a real, real positive thing. But, but at least that game – this game wasn't played in Tampa. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that one. It was in Buffalo. In the, anyways, let's talk about the Super Bowl 58. First of all, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know right. what they say? What, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I'm going to ask you this. There's a betting line here that your good friend, number 87 from Kansas City, will propose to um, my future wife, Taylor Swift. If she's smart, she says no one goes to the president of the provinces of Canada, all right? But do you think that happens? Um, I, I, I guess I guess there's a chance. Do you uh, care yeah. that happens? <laughs> I, I, Joe, I couldn't give two shits. <laughs> That's right. But the whole world, the whole world. And you know why? The truth is, because of Taylor Swift, I'm going to, and the game hasn't been played or anything, it's going to be the most viewed game ever. All right. Yeah. Because well, any, anyway, that that game, and I mean, CBS had the other, the all-time record holder of Super Bowl sixteen. Yeah. But that that hit, you know, that storm in the upper U.S. hit hard, and it was so cold, and everybody's kind of stayed in, including the people in Detroit. Um, so that Super Bowl is still like percentage-wise the most viewed. I, I'm with you. I think this one's going to be an absolute monster. All right, so we got the San Francisco 49ers, who you're familiar with, versus the Kansas City Chiefs, who's been here, done that, and and they lost uh, to Tom Brady and, uh, you know, a couple other things that they're – this year, nobody expected Kansas City to win, let's face it. A lot of people did expect San Fran to go there, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with the quarterbacks because it's a big story here. You got Mr. Irre irrelevant, but now he's very relevant – up against probably the best quarterback in this era, you know, Patrick Mahomes there, okay? Who, who, and I'm saying this with all sincerity, I know you're a big 49er fan, mm -hmm. is Mahomes, I'm not going to say better, but do you give him the edge in this matchup? I, you know, I think if you just go by stats and whatnot, you'd be pretty shocked that it's close between these two because by rights, yeah. um, it really shouldn't be. But um, I, I think Mahomes just, you know, he's won, he's won a Super Bowl or so. And, you know, he's got the record in, in the big games. He's, he's got that ability to, to do it. And Brock Purdy's just sort of building his reputation. He's building his resume. Um, those last two games this year and the way that he played in the crunch time was very, very impressive. In fact, for Niner fans, it was almost reminiscent of stuff that Joe did. Yep. But, you know, it's – I would love to see him and – and we see games during the season um, where we're going to have we, – I, I would love to see a game where Patrick Mahomes was at his best and Brock Purdy was at his best, just smiling and dialing and, you know, making the big completions and whatnot and, you know, not struggling at times the way he has the last two games. All right, so you give the edge at quarterback. Now – we're going to go to running back, and this is interesting also because they Kansas City plays by they got Alaire and everybody out there, but you got Christian McCaffrey, which by the way, 
for people who don't talk about this, this was the best trade in recent memory, and not many people are talking about that. So the, the edge, I don't even need to ask you, is going yeah. to go to San Fran, all right? So that's 1-1, one, one, all right? Yeah, what, I like, I don't, don't discount the fight doctor, though. Well, the fight doctor and, and everything like that. But come on, CMC, you're going to yeah. tell me. If, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just, he's, he's clearly, to me, he's the best back in the league right now. Yeah. The way, he, the way he, he's, he's like Roger Craig was when I was playing. Exactly. He's the, he's a he's a full five tool guy. He can do everything. All right. Now, even San Fran, I'm going to give San Fran another edge at wide receiver because who knows who's catching the balls or if they're catching the balls in Kansas City. Let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. I they they have one guy that I think consistently or two guys catching the ball wise that consistently make plays. And they've got guys that have dropped the ball on occasion. But, you know, Travis Kelsey is that security blanket for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, anytime he, he gets pressured, anytime he's moving, Travis Kelsey finds him um, somewhere, somehow. And I, I tell you, this last year or so, watching what the way that Rice has matured and improved, um, I would put him from a production standpoint – not quite at Brandon Ayuk or Debo, but pretty damn close. I mean, he's—I think he's really good. And against this defense, he's going to get—he's going to have a chance to really, you know, sort of exploit some parts of San Francisco because defensively, um, they have issues. They—they they definitely have issues. Now that brings up the tight ends. Are you going to go with Swifty Boy or your boy in San Fran? Because for me, there may be as close to a tie. Maybe to, um, uh, Kelsey gets it a little bit because of production and everything like that. And he's been he's a Super Bowl champion. But that is the closest matchup if you're going to go on paper at tight end between these two teams. What do you say? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is. Um, I would give the edge personally to George Kittle because of his blocking. He can catch and do the stuff down the field that, that Kelsey can do, but Kelsey can't even touch his proficiency at blocking. Kittle can be a huge force in the running game. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to give away my pick just yet, but Kittle is the reason why San Fran may or may not win the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you that right now because you've you probably seen video already of last time San Fran was playing Kansas City in the Super Bowl, I think four years ago. You saw, I'll be back. He's talking to himself. He's psyching up himself, and I'm going to oh, be yeah. doing something different. And um, so he's more motivated than, and you don't want George Kittle more motivated. And when it's you know the game of all games, and you know we talked about tight end versus tight end. You know people are going to be talking about Kelsey got ten catches, I got four, I got five. You know he's going to be more motivated. So one thing to watch out for: yes, quarterback play is going to be great. But the tight ends, the tight ends is something to watch out here. Now, yeah. I'll, I'll close it out with defensive line, all right? You, you were offensive line. Well, okay, we'll go with offensive line. What offensive line, in your eyes, are better, Kansas City or San Fran? Yeah, it's funny. It's, we're coming up with a lot of these basically ties. Because <laughs> um, San Francisco's got clearly the best linemen. And Williams, yeah. the left tackle. I mean, he's he's easily, 100%. he's easily the best offensive lineman in the game. 
Yeah. Um, the problem is, you know, well, is are they going to be 100% at guard? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe with this two week break, you know, Thuni will be okay. But um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with my guys. I think the Niners, from the standpoint of the way they can run the ball, especially interior runs. And the way they where they blast things inside with powers and whams and traps and everything else. All right, so I'm going to ask you. We're coming up to the prediction here, all right? But I'm going to ask you: Do you expect a blowout or do you expect a real close game here? Um, well, people forget. You know, the final score wasn't that close last time they these guys played in the Super Bowl. Thirty-one twenty-one, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. So it's ten points. I mean, ten points. I ten points. I guess is fairly close yeah but but the spread to, right now is one and a half for kc to me to me it's close to close to having a butt whipping um at 10 points one now kansas city by one and a half i'll be honest joe coming into this before you know sunday when the games ended i'm, I'm here with some friends and they're getting ready to leave and i said i would i would put kansas city maybe four to five points wow as a favorite over san francisco only because how inconsistent they've been and how poorly they've played at time in these last two games. I mean, that 17-point lead last week was not an aberration. Yeah. That was about how well they were playing. It's like they, they just woke up in the second half. They were sleeping yeah. the first half. And you can't believe – if you're in an NFC – if this was Buffalo, Buffalo would lose, all right? They're, you're in an NFC championship game, and they've been there time and time and time again. And last year, okay, Brock Purdy got injured. Okay, they lost to Philadelphia. But you're here at home. And let's face it, you're playing Detroit. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're playing De – and not, not – Detroit had an amazing year this year. Yeah, they did. Kudos to their, their coach and everything. And, and Eminem definitely wanted to be there, wanted to be in the Super Bowl. But Detroit, watch. Detroit next year will come up again. They'll remember this loss, and they'll yeah. come up again. But if anything tells you this is Sam Fran's time, coming back in an NFC championship game from 17 points down, this is their time. And here, I'll give my prediction first. San Fran will beat Kansas City. We'll beat Kansas City, and I'm not saying by 10 points or whatever. I think it's going to be the the visiting team will have 13 points. The home team or the winning team will have 21 or 31 points. There's where I'm going to go, 21-13 or 31-13, and I'm saying San Fran's going to win, and how apropos will be number 13, Brock Purdy, MVP, or Number 85, uh, Kittle, the MVP. That's my prediction. What is yours? Well, I like the way you're thinking. Of course um, you like it. San Fran. Yeah. If, if it was – Buffalo could play anybody else. You know who I'm playing. You're picking. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny, though, listening to the stuff on TV and on the radio, how many people are leaning Kansas City. And I think a lot of it's been because San Francisco has looked pretty, you know, so-so in the last couple of games. Um, and the I don't have to today. tell you, Randy. I don't have to tell you. If Kansas City did not take a kicker two weeks ago from Buffalo Bills, they would not be here. They would not be here. All right. That, that nobody's talking about that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like it is. Okay, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. They have a good quarterback, Lamar Jackson. But Baltimore. What is Baltimore known for? Smash mouth for running, running. You run the ball eight times and you throw the ball thirty-five times. What? Game plan was Rex Ryan is good. 
Rex yeah. Ryan on ESPN, he did say it correctly. Like Rex Ryan, I'm not saying he was a great coach or whatever, but at this point, he's 100,000% correct. You're known as a smash mouth football. Yes, you're lucky you have a great quarterback who could do it with that arm mm -hmm. or the legs, but not throwing 30 times a game. Yeah, no, no, especially, you know, against, well, honestly, in this game, run the best run def defense in the game is probably Kansas City. Yeah. Because San Francisco's has gotten shredded the last couple of games. Um, I, I like them 30, 31 28. I think it's going to be a late score, put them ahead, and it'll be right down to the bloody. You're going to be talking about timing of timeouts. You're going to be talking about how much time's left, how far you got to go, what's the field goal to tie the game, blah, 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 for all this. It's it's going to be a nail-biter, but I think the Niners pull it out at the end. The, you're saying the Niners? So, wait a minute. If the Niners – this is news to me. If the Niners win, do you get invited as alumni, as, as three-time Super Bowl champion – to go look at the ring and all that, compare rings and everything like that. Because I I don't know, my team, Buffalo, never wins a ring, all right? Never does anything. No, but seriously, I, you know, you're Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion. Do people say, hey, nice to meet you. What do you think, you know, of the Niners this year? And do, do they always ask you about the ring or, like, can I see your ring? Can I? You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, they do. I, I mean, and part of it is I'm happy for them to get another chance. The reality is, you know, as an organization, the Niners are, are five and se uh, five and two yeah. in Super Bowls, and they've lost their last two. You know, they they've lost to Kansas City, they lost to Baltimore, um, and it, it's something that I think for the Niner fans, they're just not used to that. It's they're they're trying to get off the Schneid and get to six, and you know, get there, you know, below. Below, below New England, but tied, tied there with uh, Pittsburgh with six Super Bowl rings would be, it'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be an easy, an even half dozen. So a couple final questions with three-time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross, uh, former San Francisco 49er. Do people ask you, or let me ask you, forget about people, let me ask you, is the, can you compare when you were playing to now? Is there any comparison? I know they're bigger, faster, stronger, whatever, or maybe they weren't. I don't know, right? Maybe you know it best. But is there any comparison? Or when when they ask you, well, yeah, they are bigger, faster, stronger, but football is football. Yeah. Um, I would just say that big, they are bigger. They are faster. They are stronger. It's all genetics and training and everything else, um, which is makes the game bigger or makes the, the game better. But, you know, Joe, we've had this discussion before about safety and they've, they've made the game safer. There's no doubt that the game is now safer than it used to be. Um, now, because it's safer, it's it's just a little different game. It's you, you, you watch the game. It's almost like seven on seven. And 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 to me, it's Tom Brady wasn't kidding when he said, you know, the, the game is not quite right compared to what it used to be in there. And I just, but you, you can't have a safer game and, and, and also the same excitement. It's just not there. Um, I, I've got no issues with it. I think it's fine, but it is definitely a, a different kind of game. And uh, I mean, look how long the quarterbacks last. Look how long a lot of people in this game last. And that just didn't used to happen because 
things were different and guys were getting beat up at a little bit at a little bit more aggressive rate. And with and as people as big and fast as these guys are, that's a that's a physics show for them to be out there and doing the things they do. I mean, I would not discount a, a defensive player you know, along the lines of a Bosa or a Jones or somebody like that being an MVP. Fred Warner. Maybe somebody like that, you know, get a couple of interceptions like Rod Martin did at that big Super Bowl for the Raiders back in 1980, um, being the MVP of this thing. Well, I'll tell you what's different. Here it is. The script. I got the NFL script. They talk about everything is scripted and they talk about the yeah. referees. I can only tell you this. As a Buffalo Bills fan, it is scripted for Buffalo and for Toronto Maple Leafs hockey. Never win the Stanley Cup since 1967. I'm turning 50. February 8th, I've turned 50 years old. The, I'm going to ask you, do you think I will ever see my team win a Super Bowl, win a Stanley Cup? Um, I, I, li I like the least chances before the Bills. Go home. Because I, only, I, I opposite. Only, only because I just think they're so snake bit. It's crazy. They're, they have the most loyal fan base in the game. And I just, I don't know what to tell you. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. The stuff that happens to them. So I'm going to ask you this Super Bowl 59. A mm -hmm. year from now, who's in the Super Bowl? You know, every time we do this, I ask you this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not argue against a, I guess geographically incorrect, but geographically close. I mean, you can make an argument for Buffalo, Detroit. I, I think Detroit, Detroit's going to have a hell of a comeback here. After I guarantee, I'll even say, swear on this. I guarantee, if it's Buffalo, Detroit, Buffalo will win the Super Bowl. Buffalo will win the Super Bowl, and you know how they're going to win it. Detroit's kicker is going to miss wide left. Right, left. <laughs> All right, wide left. Now, Randy, okay. as we close it out, tell everybody what you've been up to. Tell everybody how they could get a hold of you, social media. And everybody, I've gotten texts upon text and emails. What is Randy barbecue choice? What is Randy's Super Bowl meal consist of? So go ahead. Well, um, we're doing kind of a family um, chili cook-off. Uh, we're all getting together. And you're inviting it, me, right? Yeah, it's my birthday. It's gonna, my birthday. It, Come on, you're inviting me. I'll I'll put the corporate jet to, to Atlanta there. The the fire the fired up jet. Yeah, the fired uh, up. Hopefully, I don't have a fire in that jet. But come on. Yeah, we're gonna do a chili kickoff cook off with all the cousins, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm looking at doing either a pork shoulder, or pork belly, or a prime rib. I'm trying to uh, go through wait, it. I've got what's the difference I've, between a pork shoulder and a pork uh, pork belly. All right, I know belly and shoulder, but what's more juicier, a shoulder or a belly? Uh, definitely, definitely belly. Belly, belly's where the bacon comes from. Okay. So that's the and that's shoulder the is what shoulder is a rotator cuff injury, right? Yeah, yeah. Shoulder, it's that's why you cook it really long. It's because it's a little bit, it's kind of like brisket. Brisket comes off the other haunch. And uh, you got to cook that a long time because there's a lot of muscle in there. 20 years ago when you were playing, did you ever think 20 years later we would be talking about what you're cooking for Super Bowl? No, would not have thought that was possible. Would not have thought, I mean, but, you know, that's kind of like where I'm at. I, 
I, I do love love the barbecue and the smoking and everything else. All right. And tell everybody how they could get a hold of you uh, social media-wise. Well, social media, um, on X, it's Randy Cross FB. Um, on um, on uh, let's see, Instagram, it's rcross51. And uh, overall, it's randycross.com for everything, for the podcast and everything else. And Randy, I'm going to be, I'm going to, you don't know I'm doing this. You're going to be inducted, inducted into the Fired Up Network Hall of Fame. I want your, I want your initial thoughts onto the Super Bowl show. You're inducted into the Fired Up Network Hall of Fame. Your initial thoughts. Uh, I couldn't be right, right. Maybe I I, I am right, right for inducting you after that. Come on. I would be, I would be honored, Joe. That, that good enough for me. That's three-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion Randy Cross. Randy, enjoy the Super Bowl and go Niners goal. Also, go Bills goal. Thank you. Enjoy. <laughs>